Hello, my name is Wayne Lauti, and this is my first podcast, both the first in this current series and my own first podcast. I am developing this series as a possible learning platform for those who are interested in having a more positive experience in the areas of art and creativity. I consider myself to be somewhat of an expert in art and creativity, even though my college degrees happen to be in other areas. I have a Bachelor's of Arts in Chinese Language and Literature from the University of Oregon and a Juris Doctorate in Law (coughs) from the University of Maryland School of Law. But I have been a practicing amateur artist for well over 40 years and have had, as you will come to know, used my art and creativity throughout all aspects of my life, both at work and at home. Art has been and continues to be a major part and love of my life. I have also a great love for teaching and love to teach others in both art and creativity. I beg those who have come across this podcast to stay with me and to learn how to improve the quality of your life in so many different ways. Within this podcast, I will discuss the many different aspects of art and creativity and how such activities can bless any life in ways possibly not yet even understood. I hope to cover many different aspects of this subject over the next few months, but I really would like to begin with explaining a little bit about myself and my background. When I graduated from high school, I thought I was... I thought I wanted to be an engineer. Not understanding at that time that I was an extreme right brain thinker with little patience for math or physics. I still wanted to be an engineer. I had been uh, working as an assistant to the city engineer of the rather important city of Prineville, Oregon. And we had had completed several fun and exciting projects, like surveying for the city's new sewer line and installing our town's third or fourth traffic light. I had just graduated from high school and was newly enrolled in several math and physics and engineering courses at our local seat of higher learning, Central Oregon Community College, or COCC. However, I soon realized that 
even though I may be loaded with talent and really quite smart in many things of this world, my abilities did not run towards a traditional engineering background or education. I did not have the preparation that I needed to be successful in the higher level math and physics courses, and I failed miserably. After taking two years off of school and fulfilling some religious assignments living overseas in Taiwan, I had learned to speak Mandarin Chinese. When I returned to college in the fall of 1988, I enrolled in the Chinese Language and Literature Department at the University of Oregon in Eugene, Oregon, from which I graduated in 1980. During my time at the University of Oregon, I continued to take art-related and art history courses, just as I had done at COCC after quitting engineering. Art and creativity has always been an important part of my life. It may not necessarily have been part of my official educational degree programs, or even an official part of my eventual occupational life, but it was truly ingrained in all I did. After graduating with a degree in Chinese and attending a Chinese university in Taiwan for a few months, I accepted a job with the U.S. government in Washington, D.C., I worked for over 30 years as an analyst for the government. But during those years, I continued to develop my own artistic style and ways of showing creativity, which continued to help me become better in all aspects of my life, including the work I was doing for the government. At the end of my government career, my job required engineers to develop computer tools for me and my coworkers to do our jobs. The system engineers did not understand the work we were doing and their developed tools would not work for us. The engineers could not understand why they could not meet our needs. At a point where the engineers were getting very frustrated, I started drawing pictures for them of how our work needed to be integrated into the technology that they were delivering. <clears throat> My drawings represented in a visual form just what was needed and what they needed to be done. And the engineers started to understand what to do. Together, we started to be successful in developing and delivering tools and technical solutions that would do what was needed. It was my creativity in making the drawings and my ability to draw that made all the difference. I probably saved the government millions of dollars that would have been wasted on bad development. 
I eventually was assigned officially as a senior system engineer with the company title and pay. Even though I did not have any engineering education or background, being able to communicate both to engineers and to those who were using their technology was the key, and my art provided the solution. The engineers finally were able to deliver because I was able to bridge the communication gap and represent with my art what was needed. So as you can clearly see, was my, uh, my it was my creativity and my artistic abilities that brought me back full circle around to the end at the end of my career uh, into engineering where I wanted to have been years before. I had wanted to be to succeed in a difficult field, but I did not and could not succeed through the normal expected channels. It was only when I started to apply my artistic skills to that difficult job that I finally broke through with the needed creative solution that got me back into the field that I had long before desired to join. I became a very successful senior system engineer who truly made a difference in my workplace. Based on my, my personal experiences and what I know to be successful concepts for Im improving uh, any, uh, in the life of anyone's life or career, I would like to develop a series of podcasts as a learning platform for helping others develop these same types of abilities and to experience greater success in their lives. This will help others, but I am not unique. Anyone can learn just as I have done to be more creative. I plan to record a series of podcasts that will build on this concept of developing artistic and creative skills. I hope someday to be able to use this learning platform in a more official institution of learning. I am also preparing a companion collection of art to be used with each lesson as examples of what I am trying to teach. Thank you for listening to this, my first of many podcasts. I would appreciate any comments on this series or the topics that I am discussing. Goodbye. Hello. This is Wayne Lougie again. Talking about the subject of art and creativity. Over the... Uh, years, I've had many discussions with others regarding art. And today, <clears throat> I <clears throat> would like to talk a little about it, about what or who is an artist. 
when I show my art to others, most of the time the discussion starts with the person who is appreciating my work, talking about my work. But that person quickly changes the subject from my art to their own feelings of failure as an artist. I hear very often that a person really believes that he or she cannot draw. I'm never sure if such revelations are of regret or just a way of self-confirming what they have taught themselves to be true. Many people confess that they can't even draw a straight line. I have to say that I find these conversations very interesting because I know they are completely incorrect. And the person who thinks he or she can never be an artist or could never create something of personal value is a complete falsehood. They have taught themselves they cannot create and therefore do not create. Anyone and Everyone can be an artist. I have often said that I could take the greatest disbeliever of this concept or idea and work with them over a short period of several hours and could show them they can produce a piece of art that they would feel comfortable hanging on their wall. They just don't know they can do it because they have never experienced that excitement of creation on that level. And no one has ever encouraged them to even try. I laugh at the statement that someone cannot even draw a straight line. This is generally said in ignorance, not understanding that there are very few straight lines in nature. And to not being able to draw a straight line has absolutely nothing to do with whether or not someone can create art. So I think it would be good to discuss here just what is art. <clears throat> art has no true boundaries in defining what is or isn't art. Art can be very a very exact replication of something in our world or it can be a very loose indication of something that is not well-defined. It not, need not even represent something that has ever been known to exist. It may just be a celebration of either colors or shapes. 
there generally is not a standard for what is good art or what is not. Many people do not like certain celebrated items of art produced by some of the world's most recognized artists. Does the fact that something is not liked make it bad art? No. It only means that it is not it is not liked by that individual. No piece of art will ever be universally loved equally by all. So the fact that something is liked or not liked does not determine whether something is or is not art. Art simply is a personal creation that someone has spent the time to produce. Generally, it is neither good nor bad. It may not be liked. It may or may not look like something recognizable. But it is a creation of the individual who produced it. It came out of the person's mind and became something that can be shared with others. It is something that can be discussed and has an origin or meaning or even technique that is unique from all other art. It is visible. It is a visible representation of a piece of the mind of the person who created it. So, who or what is an artist? The simple but generally unhelpful answer to this question is someone who creates art. But as discussed above, art has very few boundaries, and this definition does little to distinguish an artist from anyone else. I have developed my own definition of an artist. I have never seen this definition used elsewhere, so I believe it is somewhat unique, but I also believe it is very true. An artist is simply anyone who has the courage to display or show one's personal creations. It is that simple. Everyone can create something, but only an artist can share what has been created. In future podcasts, I want to further explore this concept and help anyone to develop the courage and the willingness to share what they have created. Much joy can be found in creating and sharing. Once the stigma of what is good or bad has been thrown out the window, I hope you can continue to follow me through this process of discovering creativity through art.
thank you very much for listening. I will speak again to you soon. Thank you. Hello again. This is Lauji talking about art and creativity. This episode, I would like to talk about where someone new to art should begin. As a an aspiring artist, I would think that the first question that would come to mind is, where do I start? This is really an important question, but not just for the more obvious reasons. When you look at the art world as a whole, you quickly understand that there are more types of activities and techniques, not including supplies, than anyone could master in two lifetimes. Yet one must start somewhere. My simple answer to this question is to not start where someone else tells you to start. True art requires creativity and merely following someone else is only repetition, not creativity. I know what many out there must be thinking. I too started my art education in the more traditional way. I went to art class where the teacher would assign an object to be uh, sketched. We used pencil and drawing paper and made endless sketches. We learned we learned that the basic we learned the basics of drawing as a science but not as an art. Creativity was not a requirement to do well in art class. Those who did well were the ones who reproduced just what the teacher wanted them to do. Another way of saying this is that the A students learned how to color within the lines. Anyone who deviated from what was required by the teacher was not encouraged to continue on that wayward path because it was not what was wanted by the teacher. In short, creativity could prove to be a detriment to an art student in a traditional art class. I want to go off topic a bit here to tell a story, but hopefully I will have time today to return to the question posed at the beginning of this podcast. 
During art class in high school, my art teacher loved to show off the best students' efforts by placing her selected works of art on a special place on the classroom wall. It was a it was a good student um, excuse me. I was a good student, but most of the time my creativity ran in overdrive most and my teacher uh, had a hard time placing most of my crazy creations in with the best of the class selections. So my work rarely was shown on the wall. One day, in a fit of inspiration, I scribbled a cartoon of a very disjointed horse. I then labeled the drawing in this way. I, I wrote across the top of the, the, the piece of paper, this is a horse. And I put the drawing up on the wall with all the other works of art. The next day, when I came into the art room, I found my horse wadded up and in the trash can. I just smiled and redrew the same horse on a new piece of paper and again labeled it as, this is a horse, and put the new drawing up on the wall. The next school day found the second horse in the trash too. But again, I drew the same horse with the same label and put it back on the wall. This went on until the end of the year, school year. But even my art teacher could not understand that I had used more creativity in my drawing and in my presentation and placement of my drawing than any of her other students that year. In fact, that cartoon horse has followed me around for over 40 years and still brings joy to me and many others who have followed my work. You can go to my website listed in the podcast here heading to see various versions of that horse. So, this brings me back to the original question. Where do you begin? I would say wherever you want to begin. My mother-in-law wanted to do some, some art for the first time in her life. So we got her started in an adult coloring book. Now, many may not see this as art, but it was where she felt comfortable starting. Without that sense of comfort, she may never have experimented with colors at all. Others may truly want to learn the more traditional way of drawing and sketching. And that is okay, too. I suggest that it is not the media that is most important, the, the most important decision that needs to be made, but it is the object that you want to draw or paint or whatever 
that is of more importance. Why? Because it is something that you choose yourself. Because it is something that you value and you will probably look at with greater a greater sense of creativity than if someone else just assigned you something to work with. I have spent a good deal of time this year digitally drawing on my tablet replications of my vast and non-expensive Chinese pottery collection. I do it because I love the pieces of pottery and I love drawing them from very creative angles. I am more creative with my pottery drawings than I am with almost any other thing I could draw. The only other thing that comes close to this would be my bird drawings because I have always loved birds. Well, I think I am finished for today. I may or may not have helped you decide where you need to begin, but I wanted to be sure that wherever that may be, it will be your choice because that will be where you will find the most joy. In future podcasts, I will talk more about getting started. But again, you will find that I tend to stay away from traditional learning and focus more on developing creativity. I hope you will join me again. Thank you. Hi again, this is Wayne Lauji talking about art and creativity. Today, I guess I need to take some time to explain some of the terminology that I have been using in my discussions on art. The most important term I use is creativity. But I need to be clear on just exactly what I mean when I use that word. I usually try to be very careful when trying to explain new concepts to others because I have learned that I sometimes use common words slightly different than a typical person. This usually causes confusion if I do not define what exactly I mean. Creativity is a hard word for me to fit into just one dictionary type of definition. It seems to be easier explained through showing examples rather than just giving words to a definition. I will start today by telling a few stories relating to creativity and then try to sum it all up into some words that may help define the term. When I was a young boy, my younger brothers and sisters looked to me to provide the daily entertainment or activities that we would pursue. They probably turned to me because I was brave enough not to always follow the rules set down in the most exact way. I was not a bad kid, 
but I bent the family rules when I could find greater fun out of any activity. I looked for ways to do things different than just being a perfect, obedient child. We didn't always get to watch television on weekends like most children, and so I looked for other ways to play and pass the time than just sitting and being entertained. One Saturday, I collected all the unused blankets in the house and took them downstairs to my bedroom in the dark and scary basement. Using clothespins, something today's child may not know much about, I fastened the blankets to the ceiling rafters in a maze-like formation. The entire room became a very intertwined maze that was fun just to explore. I invited my brothers and sisters to come down and play in my maze, and soon we were playing all kinds of games like tag and hide-and-seek, etc. I then added to the mix the element of darkness by turning off the lights. The games became even more intense. To this day, almost 50 years later, my family still remembers that basement maze as one of the most fun times in their childhood. The maze, that maze, was not expertly created. It was not well planned out in advance. It was not something that I had read about in a book or seen others make. It might have been even vetoed by family authority if I had asked in advance if I could do it. I just saw an opportunity and acted upon it. Changing the rules of the game on the spot as something new occurred to suggests another path of action. I had been creative, and it worked out well. On another Saturday, when my parents had gone shopping, we were left at home to entertain ourselves again. I may have been practicing my piano lessons in a very unorthodox way of laying down so my bare feet could reach the keys, and playing my scales with my toes. This was a practice that soon led my piano teacher to ask my mother if I would not mind not taking any more piano lessons. I didn't mind, but I did enjoy playing the piano with my toes. This particular Saturday, I decided that I wanted to do to see just how a piano was put together. I further decided that to learn that lesson, I would have to take the piano apart. I got a few tools, a hammer, a pair of pliers, a screwdriver, you know, all the very delicate piano tuning tools that can be found in a toolbox, and started taking the piano to pieces, piece by piece. 
it was a very old upright piano that my parents had bought secondhand and it was somewhat bigger or larger than most modern pianos. I took it to pieces down to its most basic parts, but leaving the heavy metal harp intact, knowing that I was not equipped or trained to deal with that part. Luckily, the piano was never really tuned, so my digging into it did no greater harm than our usual normal abuse. As I got down to the boards at the bottom of the instrument, I found a coin in a small collection of dust. I looked at the coin, and it turned out to be an 1869 Indian head one-cent piece. It was in fairly good condition for being at the bottom of that piano for many years. My parents were expected home soon, and I quickly returned the piano to its original condition. At least looking back at the situation, I think I, it was restored quite well. I finished just as my parents came home. My mother was very angry with me that I had torn the piano apart, but when she saw the coin, her anger somewhat lessened because, like me, she loves coins too. I had not made a plan to explore the inside of our piano. No one suggested that to, that to me as an activity for passing the time. I did not think I would find any great treasure inside that instrument. I just acted and watched to see what would happen. Again, I was, in a sense, coloring outside of the lines, so to speak, meaning I was breaking or bending the traditional rules, but if I had not done so, I would never have found that penny. Creativity to me is not following the crowd to do what has been done before. It is consciously seeking a new road to travel, sometimes without a great deal of foreknowledge of what lies ahead. I am not recommending breaking laws or doing anything dangerous or illegal just to be creative, but I am saying that conventional or traditional methods of doing things can suppress creativity. I look at activities in which the end is known before the activity begins as just a craft, not an art. Creativity cannot be boxed in and described with intricate instructions. It is more spontaneous and changeable. It is sometimes, it sometimes has to be that we break some well-accepted rule, but the results can be life-changing. Thank you for listening. Not a lot about art today, but it was a good discussion about living a creative life. Hello again. This is Wayne Lougie, continuing my series on art and creativity. Today, I am going to make an assignment.
for those listeners who are following my podcast as if they were taking an actual class. I believe in the value of assignments almost as much as I believe in the value of creativity. Because it is through assignments and fulfilling assignments that we progress and become more than we were before. But never fear. In giving out this assignment, I hope to say very, very clear of traditional instructions and assignments and hope to leave you with enough room to carry out all of the principles of creativity in your fulfilling of this assignment. In other words, I want you to make the most to make most of the decisions of on what will be asked of you to do. In continuing the non-traditional mode, I do not care what medium you may choose in doing your work of this assignment. The purpose of the assignment is not to perfect any one way of creating art. It is to begin to decide how you want to begin your experiments in creativity. You may use pencil or pen and paper or a tablet set up for digital drawing or painting. You could even begin with a canvas and regular paint. It does not matter what you choose. I only want you to choose something that you feel comfortable in using. Before I retired, I used to uh, use yellow sticky notes and a felt pen to draw during those long, boring government meetings. That is what I felt comfortable with. For an object to draw, sketch, or paint, I want you to look around you for a special object that holds meaning for you. If it were me doing this assignment, I might pick a favorite piece of Chinese pottery or a loved old coin or maybe even a plant sitting in a pot in the corner. After choosing your loved object, I would then ask you to look at it from as many different angles as possible. If you need to, get up on the roof to see the object in in a way in which you have never seen it before. Then, 
of all the possible angles, choose. Choose one that best fits your definition of being creative. I would tend not to pick an angle that displays the object as it is usually seen, but one which shows your object in a way that is fresh and interesting. Sometimes I will take a photo of the angle I want because it may be easier to refer to a photo than to drag all of uh, the art supplies up to the roof. I again may not be traditional, but I have used photography a lot in creating my art. This is a subject that I will spend an entire podcast on later in this series. But however you need to get that chosen angle, get there and start. There is a real phobia out there of placing the first line on a blank piece of paper or canvas. This phobia must be conquered and not be let to play havoc in your mind. Some people may try to draw and obey this phobia at the same time by drawing so small that the drawing can hardly even be seen. The best way of dealing with the first stroke or line is to make it big and bold. Even if you do not feel bold, make it bold. And the art will then start to flow more smoothly. A first bold stroke is possibly the most important step one can take in beginning a new project. As for the rest of the assignment, All that is required is to draw or paint or whatever your object from your chosen angle in a way that you feel most comfortable. You may want to draw it as exactly as you can can, uh, down to the even the smallest detail or you may want to represent it in a very loose way with quick strokes leaving much to the imagination of the viewer. The style you choose is up to you. You may want to try a few different styles to see which one feels best. My best advice on style is to see which one feels best for you and to remember that this is art and not pure photography. The representation need not be exact or in some cases look at all like the object that you have chosen. You need not represent the whole object but may want to show only a small part or maybe a mostly unnoticed part of your object. 
The next instruction for this assignment is to figure out some way that you can express a part of your emotion regarding this object in your creativity. Uh, you have picked something that is dear to you or at least very familiar to you. You have feelings regarding this object, and those feelings can be shown in your art. This is the biggest difference between taking a sterile, posed photograph and creating a piece of art. The art embraces your emotions as you place bold stroke upon bold stroke. You will bring those emotions into your creation. The last instruction for this assignment is to show your creation to another person. Do not discuss whether or not the item is good or bad, but talk to the, your friend about why you chose this object and this angle and this style. Talk about your emotions you felt during this process and then listen to what they have to say. Do not ask for advice on making corrections or representing it better. Only, only talk about the process you chose and the emotions you felt. To sum up this first assignment, I want to make sure the goals of the assignment are well understood. I am not assigning you to make a good or bad representation of your object. The goal of the final Creation has nothing to do with how well you drew or painted your object. This assignment has very little to do about how well it is drawn. But it is all about how to choose an object to draw or paint. and how to choose an angle to show that object best, and how to insert emotions into your art, and finally, how to show and talk about what you created in a non-judgmental way to another person. I would love to hear about your experience in doing this assignment. I feel I ask you to feel free to leave a comment <clears throat> on how you did in this assignment on the podcast comment section. Thank you again for listening. Hello again. This is Wayne Lougie talking about art and creativity. In my last podcast, I gave out an assignment. Today, I want to talk about that assignment and follow up with greater understanding what was expected out of that assignment. By now, 
If you are following this podcast closely, you probably have completed or are near completion to that first assignment I gave. I feel a need to further explore just what was really meant to be learned by completing that assignment. Starting from a totally non-traditional position, it should have been very clear that the quality of drawing, sketching, or painting was not the focus of the assignment, and any discussion of such issues were strongly discouraged. I believe there have been studies relating to children who initially loved to draw but stopped drawing around the age of 10 or 12 years of age because they began to see the difference between their art and how they perceive what the real world looks like. They get discouraged and quit because they feel they cannot draw the real world as they see it. I wanted to make sure that in this first assignment, that problem is not, does not affect the process in trying to create this first drawing. I wanted to avoid all thoughts of how we represent the object because it is not important. That is not important right now. It was more was more important that a bold start was made, regardless of the results. I wanted to focus on what types of objects we draw or paint. I found that we tend to do better when we draw things that we love instead of random items merely assigned by somebody else. This issue will prove more important to you as you progress because it is important to have a good supply of objects or things or or whatever to draw and it is better that you choose those things yourself so that there is an attachment between you and your art. I next wanted you to consider how your object can be viewed. Everyone has sat for a formal picture before, a photograph. The view is posed and the goal, whether it is met or not, is to record exactly how one looks at any particular time. Emotion, other than maybe a smile, is not required. Posed pictures are fine for recording history but have little value when it comes to art or creativity. I wanted you to look at your object from a view that is not normally seen 
so as to avoid just using the normal posed position that would be expected of a normal photograph for historical recording. Your choice of the angle to be used is an important part of learning to exercise creativity. I next ask that you actually put pen or paint to paper or canvas or maybe even to a digital screen. The very first stroke is extremely important and cannot be overemphasized. Sometimes that first stroke may be very scary, but I need to explain that if it is done boldly, it cannot be done wrong. A first stroke that is tentative, tentative, I can't say this words, I'm sorry, tentative and not bold, avoids the courage to create and leads to unfulfilled unfulfillment of most art of our most artistic goals. A bold stroke that leads to another bold stroke generally leads to greater excitement in the creative process. Tentatively stroking only shows fear and generally leads to failure of most of the artist's goals. Next, I express the need to show some presentation of emotions within your creation. This is a very difficult issue to explain in words, but once seen in your art, you will know exactly what I am talking about. The addition of an emotional layer on your creation will make it unique and, and meeting and will meet many of the goals of artistic creativity. A sterile recording or of the object with no emotional layer is generally of little value as art or creativity. Anyone can record what everyone expects to see, but only an artist can show what is felt or what is unique. I then ask that you show your work to another person. This part of the assignment was not intended for you to get input for doing a better job, but was meeting an important goal of being an artist. Anyone can draw something but only artists have the courage to show their work. If, you, if you, your work is not shown, it is as if it was not created. I also ask you to discuss with another person the process and the choices you made in doing this assignment. The emotions felt should also be expressed. This type of discussion helps to reinforce the principles that you are trying to express and should only touch on the experience you had, but not any negative criticism of what you might have done different. This exercise should not have touched at all on the quality of the actual drawing, but only on the choice of the object, the angle, and the emotions. So, 
How should I, as an art teacher, assign you a grade on how you completed this assignment? I would give points for anything that shows that you were courageous in your choices and your strokes. Bold strokes, styles, and unique angles or positions lead to a higher grade. Any visible emotional layer receives extra points. Tentative strokes and posed positions would be graded lower. The quality of the work in terms of how well the object is drawn is not graded in this exercise. Let me know how you grade yourself. Please leave a comment on this podcast comment page with a short description of your experience. Art should be fun. It need not be stressful. It need not be a labor. It is a refreshing or rehabilitating part of a healthy life. One who does not have an emotional release like art must not be able to truly enjoy the fullness of life. Again, thank you for listening. I hope you find enjoyment in your artistic and creative journey. Hello again. This is Wayne Lauji. Here to talk about art and creativity. Um, today, I thought that maybe it might be useful for me to share a bit more about, my, about myself, where I come from, and why art is so important to me. I have always drawn. I remember art class in grade school as being... My favorite time in school, I never was a good drawer as most people would judge because I rarely drew anything that looked like what I was drawing. The actual science of drawing never interested me. I was never interested in making a picture that looked exactly like um, what it was supposed to be. In junior high, I continued my art education, but again, I was not the type of student that tried to be a traditional artist. I just did what I wanted to do, which was whatever I found to be fun. I was always recognized as someone interested in the arts, but not as one of the best artists in the school. I continued through high school to always take art classes. Class was good for me because it introduced new ideas and techniques for me to try. I learned more about art and creativity in art class from personal trial and error than from the teacher or from the art curriculum. I basically taught myself all I know in spite of all my traditional learning. Over the years, I have also read a lot of literature on the lives of many of the old masters. 
John Constable being one of my favorites. He is a hero of mine. The old masters studied on their own more than sat in a classroom and and drew over and over again something that someone else told them to do. They uh, often borrowed each other's paintings and studied or copied the work of others, making their copy of those of that work in their own style as they tried to understand what the original artist was trying to depict. I learned a lot from just learning how they learned. One year, a co-worker of mine was going overseas. He owned a very small, mostly unimportant, but very original item painted by Salvador Dali. I was asked to keep the painting while he was gone, and for one very happy year, an original dolly hung on my bedroom wall. Over that year, I studied that wonderful piece of art, and I tried to learn as much as I could from it. I learned a lot, and the experience changed my entire outlook on art. The painting was very unique, that is what is expected of Dolly. Its background was not canvas, but two copies of the same postcard of a tourist location in Europe. Dolly had fixed the postcards so that they lay in different directions, one showing the picture correctly, the other turned 90 degrees showing the picture sideways. Dolly then took paint and connected lines from the background of the postcards, making a totally new picture. It was amazing. I had never before thought of mixing media in this fashion. And I was also very interested in his using the work of someone else to build upon and make something of his own. I thought that I could do much more. Uh, I thought that I could do much more understanding what Dolly did. I have spent a great part of my later years working on mixing media in ways that media have never been mixed before. It has become one of my best-known strengths. There is another experience I want to relate that has directed the way my art has developed. As a youth, I would sit at the kitchen table with copies of old newspapers. I loved to take a pen and draw on the pictures in the paper. I would outline shapes, colors, and tones. I didn't save any of those works as far as I can remember, but the uh, practice helped me see the fine changes in an object or picture that are sometimes overlooked by viewers. I have used this strength in my art for years, sometimes even outlining my own drawings 
or photos to make a new picture. I have also referred to my heavy use of the camera and photography in my art, and I have uh, promised an entire podcast on this, that subject, but I would like to leave you today with the idea that art today need not just be a drawing or a painting or even a photograph. It can be a mixture of everything. With today's digital technology, there is so much more that can be done. All that is needed is a mind that knows no boundaries. This has been lots of fun for me today, not just... not just uh, in talking about art, but remembering the fun things from my past. I have more to say about being a modern artist, but I will have to cover all of that in other podcasts. As always, I really do thank you for listening to me. I hope I can make a difference in your life. Thank you. Goodbye. Hello again. This is Wayne Lougie, uh talking about art and creativity. A love of mine, which I hope these podcasts uh, can express that emotion and love that I have for this. As you can probably tell, I'm very excited about and dedicated to art. But it is important, I believe, to discuss why art. Are there other interests that can produce the same type of emotional satisfaction as art? The the answer, of course, is yes. I have friends who are into playing and making and composing music as much as or even more than I am into art. I know such other interests can bring joyfulness and creativity. I do not want to discourage anyone from who whose interests may lie in some different direction from following their own desires. I chose art, however, because that is where my interests and natural talents lay. It could very well have been music if playing the piano scales with one's toes had become popular, but it didn't, and so art became my passion. I do believe that a healthy individual needs to have a deep interest in something beyond the ordinary issues of the day, of day to day, so as to help that individual become more well-rounded and emotionally stable. If your thing is art, great. If it is something else, that is good too. But I feel even my comments here in this podcast on art can help someone else whose passions lie 
elsewhere. Art, for me, has become a way of life. I look at everything I see with an eye to how I could be creative in expressing what I see in some form of art. It is fun just going through a new neighborhood or even looking through an old junk drawer and just looking at what can be seen from an emotional and creative way. I sometimes just go through our house looking at everything, even if it may be something I see every day, and try to imagine such things on paper or canvas. In doing this, someone can come to know the things that they own in a very, very different way. I now want to mention a very controversial subject, that of money. I want to say the only difference between a professional artist and one who is not is money. Art need not be sold to be art. An artist need not sell his or her art to be an artist. I have never looked at my art as a way to make money, but there are some who do. I do not want to discourage anyone who wants to sell art, but I need to warn you that Once you find what will sell, it may be harder to maintain creativity because the natural thing to do is to just keep on recreating what will sell. I have sold a few pieces of art in a gallery in the past few years. But for the most part, I donate the profits to some charity. I also am very open about giving my art away. If someone expresses a love for anything I have done, I find it extremely hard not to give that item away. Art, to me, is not a career. It truly is a way of life. So why art? Because it makes me more interesting, I think. It gives me an outlet for showing my passion of the things I love. It helps me be more stable emotionally. And one thing I have found very interesting is that art is as good as any pain reliever on the market. I have Parkinson's with a very painful case of dystonia in my leg. I have been in chronic pain for years, but I have also learned that creating art can relieve a lot of that pain. It is not a, just merely a distraction from the pain. It actually produces chemicals in my body that fights the pain. So for me, I can truly say that art is healthy.
I hope you can find your passion in art, music, or something else so that your uh, mind will remain creative and your life can be more enjoyable. I really want to thank you for continuing to listen to these podcasts. In the coming days, I will again make some new assignments uh, as I did in the first assignment or in, in, in the an earlier episode. Uh, my next episode will contain an assignment. Hopefully, you will find it very enjoyable and hopefully you will find it instructive. Thank you again. Goodbye. Hello again. This is Wayne Lauji talking about art and creativity. During this podcast, I will give out a second assignment. But I first want to say a few words about this or any assignment given out during this series of podcasts. Assignments are activities that should bring learning through actually doing something. One may read a book and intellectually understand a new principle, but most people need to actually work through the process to be to really understand and, and learn how to do do is something assignments are not tests in the traditional sense or a way to show whether or not you were paying attention to the teacher they are for the benefit of exploring some new idea or principle that hopefully will help you in being more creative with your art. If the assignment does not move you in a positive direction, maybe it is not something that you need right now. But before you skip any assignment, please make sure you truly understand what is being asked of you and why it may be important that you follow through. Many times an assignment may look as if it is being worked for one reason and is not and it is not understood until it has been completed that it was assigned for learning a completely different concept. The grading of all assignments will be self-graded, but I will give you basic standards to use in giving yourself a grade. A good grade generally means that you tried your hardest to follow the guidance given out and you did your best in producing something creative. I do not grade down for lack of natural talent in drawing. But as 
I have indicated in earlier podcasts, I give extra points for bold strokes that are not tentative in nature. I also give greater points for any expression of emotion that has been transferred to your art. But the biggest point gainer is the one thing that is the hardest to express. It concerns the degree that you look on the assignment and add your own creative layer to what was assigned, but not asked for. That is what I mean when I ask for creativity. Something that is just from you, not from anybody else, and shows that you have made the assignment just a little bit of you. So these are the basic rules for this and any assignment given out in this series. I would be very happy if after finishing an assignment, regardless of how you felt you did, that you would leave a comment in this podcast comment section relating to your work and how you graded yourself. Okay, now on to the the assignment, assignment number two. This one may be an easy one for many people to do, but this, the underlying principle in this assignment is very important. Let me explain. In my house, there is an alcove off of our living room that is very accessible, but not necessarily open to be seen by a casual visitor. I have made a deal with my wife that I may use that space as a small art museum for hanging any art I choose to show at any time. I don't usually go get my art professionally framed unless it will be going into a show. But I do keep a fair number of very cheap frames and other framing supplies on hand just to be able to put a new item in something for showing. It can be very amazing to see how a piece of art changes when it is placed in a frame or prepared in some other way for others to see. When you do this with something that you have created, you will see just exactly what I mean. The art just shines and becomes even more exciting. Not only do I have my small museum in my alcove, I also have set up an art collection online with in a service called the Internet Archive. This archive has granted me free space to upload my artwork. I now have the 40 first largest collection of items in this archive 
an archive which includes collections from major museums like the New York Metropolitan Museum of Art. My artwork is out there for all to enjoy. In the introduction paragraph to this collection that I have written, I have said that I have included all of my art, the good and the bad. I am willing to leave it up to the viewer as to, to, to tell as to what is really good or bad. I do not I do not try to hide items that I personally dislike. I include everything. I have been surprised a few times learning that someone really likes a piece that I naturally would not have included. So, now for the assignment. I want you to find a place either within your house or on the internet or anywhere you can present your art to others and start filling up that space. We will have further assignments which will help you fill that space, especially if you now only have a small collection. I also wish to include in this assignment a further request that you start saving everything that you produce even if you do not want to show it. I personally have tons of drawings from high school on in storage bins that I can take out if needed at any time. I only wish I started saving my artwork at a younger age because I think it would be most interesting to go back and see how I developed. I also like to take some of my earlier drawings and redraw them in a different style. I have done a lot of good work in this area. So this is the assignment. There is no limit as to what form or technology is you may use to complete this assignment. All I am asking of you is to set up a space for sharing your art and to start saving all of your work starting now. Please have fun with this assignment and let me know what results you come up with. Thank you again for listening to my podcast. I will talk to you again. Goodbye. Hello again. This is Wayne Lougie talking about art and creativity. I am following up today on the second assignment which I gave you during the last podcast. I have given you some time to think about how you are going to work on that second assignment that I gave out 
And uh, this assignment, unlike many others, really may never be finished as it is an ongoing activity. But I wanted to get it started as early as possible so that you have an opportunity to take advantage of the concepts that are being taught. Again, I want to stress two issues that need to be focused on from this assignment. The first being that art needs to be displayed, shared, and discussed. Having a place to uh, that your art can be placed somewhat in the public forum is an important step in this assignment. But designating a place is not enough. You have you to really need to start filling up that space with art that you have created. <clears throat> you need to showcase your creations. Many times it is very helpful to frame an item so that it looks more presentable, but it is more important that the art is made shareable than in, that it is made um, to look like it is gallery ready. As I have already said, cheap frames at this stage is fine. There is no need to spend a lot of money in displaying your current work. And the assignment is to display, not to make perfect. While your art is on display, you should be doing several other activities to enhance this experience. The first thing you need to do is to take time, maybe once a day or so, to briefly inspect your work. Take time to think about why you created each piece and what each one means to you. It is still too early to, in, to to think about the quality of the work in terms of um, in terms of how well it was drawn, that part of your experience will come, but not quite yet. It's something down the road that we will worry about later. It does not matter if you or anyone else feels that the drawing is not good enough. It may take some time for you to realize this point, but that really is, but it really is not important. So do not worry about how well it is drawn right now. What is important is that you are developing the courage to show your work 
the most important this is the most important part of being an artist an artist shows his or her work it is also very important that an artist is able to talk about his or her work this talk especially at first needs to be positive in nature without any criticism of what could have been done better. Again, these exercises uh, will come later, but not at this early point in your development. We are not trying to become great artists at this point. We are just trying to learn to create, share, and discuss what we have done. If someone cannot do these simple steps, they will find it much harder to progress in the later activities. The discussion of your creative process is to help you solidify in your mind the things you did and the choices that you made to create, create what you did. It will help you understand that each time you begin a new project, you cannot just fall back on what has been done before, but must look at the new project with a new eye and make new decisions on how the work should progress. By, taking, by talking through these concepts, the process of creativity becomes more natural and you begin to see greater and different ways that the ordinary can become extraordinary or very interesting. I have also included a second request for this second assignment. <clears throat> I ask that you begin, begin today to save all of your work. I would like to add that you should save everything, including everything every small doodle that you may have made during the day just to pass the time. You will understand the importance of this activity uh, as you look back on the growing collection of drawings, paintings, doodles, or whatever you will find. You will find that, <clears throat> that something you drew a long time ago without much thought as to what you were drawing now has greater meaning, and you may want to expand on that original idea in a more creative way. I have found this to be true so often that I no longer care about how good or bad the original item was made. It is now, it can now be the new basis for something new and exciting. I therefore save everything. So if you have started working on this assignment, please continue. You will eventually make this process part of your regular routine and will not have to think about it, about doing it. You will just do it. If you have not started, I would ask you to think about what is holding you back. You do not need a large space on the wall. A square foot of wall space by your bed is good enough to start. This is something that can grow over time, but need not start out in a very grand way. 
Just start someplace. As for saving your work, you can start by just using a folder. You will eventually need a larger portfolio for storage or storage space. But when beginning, you do not need anything elaborate. This assignment, though, at first sight may not have been all that important. Or at least it, shouldn't, it may not have seemed all that important. and sh But should be understood now to be of very much importance because it is a foundational concept for creating art and developing creativity. Please give this assignment some greater thought and see what you can do. As always, I thank you for listening to my podcast. Please comment on anything you that comes to mind. If you would like more discussion on any specific point, I would like to hear from you. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Hi again, this is Wayne Laudy uh, talking about creativity and art. As I mentioned in previous podcasts, creativity has a lot to do with seeing something from a fresh angle. Regardless if that something is common or not. You need to really think about how anything can be seen from any angle and how changing the angle may make the picture more interesting. The angle of view can be very flexible and you can have many and may have many choices as to what could be used to show the picture in a very new and different way. Just as angle can add to the creativity of a work, style is also important. When I say style, I mean much more than just the traditional artistic styles that have been taught in school. I am talking about the very way in which you move your pen, pencil, or brush to make each stroke. All strokes should be bold, but some are short while others are long. Some are thick, others are thin. Some are crowded and others stand alone. In representing any view, the choice of stroke style will be important in determining the focus of the final picture. Some choices are traditional and well used while Others may be fresh and more interesting. There are many choices, such as, and such choices are for you to decide what you feel might be best to use. Another aspect of style is much more broader than just the stroke. Although the choice of stroke is still a factor in this broader concept. A drawing or painting may be very detailed on one end of the spectrum or may be extremely loose with very few details on the other end. 
there are many points along uh, along uh, the way in the middle on such a spectrum from the one extreme to the other. And again, the artist needs to choose what style would be best for any picture. I say best, but there really is never a best, but a lot of different choices that will lead to a lot of different views. Best here just means the best style to depict what the artist wants most to focus on. As you might guess, this discussion is leading up to a new assignment, which I will give in the next podcast. That assignment will be focused on finding fresh angles of view and using a fresh style to draw or paint something that may have been drawn or painted many times before. By using such fresh concepts, you can make a common picture into a truly new and creative picture that belongs just to you. I would like to switch topics now for a few moments to discuss something else in the development of one's art. That is the idea of borrowing from someone else. As mentioned in a previous uh, podcast, I talked about the old masters who used to exchange pictures among themselves to allow each other to have an opportunity to paint the same topic in their own style. In art, it is perfectly okay to copy as long as you do not try to forge, meaning try to pass your work off as that of someone else. Sometimes when you just need to practice one aspect of your art and you do not want to go out and find a fresh subject for the exercise, it is better just to use an item from an old master to copy. I have done this many times, not with the idea of reproducing a copy of the original, but with making my own picture using the master's subject matter, but my own style or angle. I try to make something that is fresh and creative and always label the idea as a copy of the master. I do not try to fool my viewers that the subject matter was my own invention. In fact, for such an exercise, the subject matter is really unimportant because you're focusing on choosing an angle of view and a style of drawing. It will be those choices that will make the work your own. In copying others' work, I have used work from many different sources. One source I mentioned in my last podcast is using your own work that you have saved and have over the years and now want to rework. I found a lot of success just copying uh, things that I have done myself. I have also visited the National Gallery in Washington, D.C. many times and have taken many photos of the works there. The pictures 
in the main gallery can legally be photographed and copied without further permission. A lot of times I may find a small section of a large painting that I can redraw in my own style. One other source of material that can be copied can be found on the internet. You have to be more careful in choosing this material because you should only use material that is in the public domain. I never want to interfere with another artist who is who makes money or or is making a name with his or own her own work. To cash in on someone else's fame is not the object of good art and is not a good path of learning creativity. The only reason for copying another person's subject matter is to try and show something in a new and refreshing light that reflects your own style, but still allows you to study how another artist has has worked the same material. I have learned a lot from copying the works of the old masters, and I think you could learn also a lot by doing so. Next time, I will give out our third assignment, and as you already know it will focus on the concepts we have been discussing. Thank you again for listening to these podcasts and I implore you please comment on anything that you would like to comment on. I I would take any criticism or, or help uh, very seriously. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Hello again. I am Wayne Lauji, and this is the uh, 13th podcast recording in this series of discussions and lessons on art and creativity. As promised in previous uh, podcasts, this episode will be one in which I give out my third assignment in this series. This assignment, as with other assignments given out in these lessons, should be graded, meaning, of course, self-graded. As always, I will give you some guidelines for assessing the grade you give yourself. It should be understood that a grade does not represent success or failure in this course, but it should represent the degree in which you understood or stand, understand and carry out the main focus of the assignment. I will continue to ask that at this early part of this course, that you do not look critically at the quality of your drawing, your drawing, but remain focused only on the principles and concepts that are being exercised. As you should remember, this assignment will focus only on your choices of angle and style to see how well you can see something from a new or even fresh angle and then apply a creative style 
to your drawing. Remember that the angle and the, and the style need not be traditional or show how you actually see what you are drawing. In terms of style, you need not concern yourself with details that you decide are not necessary to complete the picture. It is your choice what details to include and what to leave out. This is an important step in developing uh, greater creativity. Sometimes what you may leave out is the most important part of what makes your picture a success. Now, for the main part of this assignment. I ask that you select a topic or object that has been drawn or painted before by someone else or even by yourself. I want you to put some thought into this topic before you make your first stroke. I want you to imagine as many different angles this topic could be represented. There may be many angles worthy of drawing, but you need to choose the one you feel would best help you be creative with this topic. I also ask that you consider the details of your topic. Everything that can be seen and possibly drawn. You need to choose what details are to be focused on and what de details really do not add to the picture that you're drawing. You may not want to draw the entire subject, but pick just a small portion to be included in your picture. Consider the type of strokes you want to employ and where you feel the first stroke should be made. This assignment is not to focus on making a good repro re reproduction of the topic you have chosen. In fact, you might want to think of this assignment as asking you to make quite a different view of the topic that it will stand out as an independent piece of art, not a reproduction. As for the subject matter, I will let you decide, but I do recommend either a known painting of a master or an old drawing that you have done yourself. I suggest these two options because it will be easier to see the effects of your choices if you use something that is well known to you or your audience. After you have completed your drawing, I would then ask that you take a photo of your drawing and, uh, and the original subject matter together for you to study the degree in which you were able to make the picture your own. I would also show the picture and the original to uh, to someone else and discuss with them what you were trying to do when you were drawing your subject matter. I cannot say it enough that you are not needed to be critical in any way regarding the quality of the drawing. It really will not help you to be critical of these things 
at this point. Such criticism can only suppress early attempts at creativity and may even convince you to stop trying. This is because we have not yet learned about what we need to value in terms of quality of drawing. If you don't know what to value, you cannot make a value conclusion on whatever uh, on whether whether or not it is good or bad. Well, there is your assignment. Please feel free to leave a comment on what you did or how well you feel you met the goals of the assignment. I will devote the entire next podcast on following up what could be learned from this exercise that you thank you for continuing to work with me i hope that all the success and that you i hope that you're having all of the success that you are looking for in this area i will talk to you again goodbye